0: So now that we are done arguing over who should go first today, (laughs) we would like to welcome you back to the Dead Dead to the the World world podcast. We're your hosts, Lexi, Dawn, Tasha.
1: Yay, we did that good. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Probably the best one yet. Took us long enough to get it together. So today on our social media accounts, we did a little poll on our stories because we wanted to learn a little bit more about you lovely listeners. Mm-hmm. So, what is in this poll, you may ask? I will tell you, and I will tell you what the majority of you prefer. So, the majority of you guys prefer Halloween over Christmas. I concur. I feel like that makes sense for it the does. kind of podcast we are sense. a little bit. We're yes. a little spooky. Um, most of you prefer the beach over the mountains. I disagree. I feel like a lot of people like the beach more than the mountains, though.
0: I guess it's true. I just don't like sand.
1: Yeah, like, same yeah, thing. I also don't like
0: dirt in your private parts. Not so much.
1: <laughs> Most of our listeners prefer a road trip over a plane ride, which is also so weird. I love road trips. And if I'm like going on like a long trip, I don't want to sit in the car for hours and hours. Same. Like a plane, you got a little movie. You can like fall asleep
0: easier. But just think of all the beautiful country you're missing. Yeah, I don't care about that.
1: <laughs> you will. You can see it from the top too. And <laughs> True. And last but not least, most of our listeners prefer In-N-Out over Chick-fil-A. Totally on board with that. So does that mean, well, that's interesting because is it in In-N-Out mostly on the West East. Coast? West Coast. And Chick-fil-A is mostly on the East Coast. Hmm. So maybe that just means
0: we have more listeners on the West Coast. On the West Coast. Which we do right now. Oh. But I do have to say, even though I hate hamburger, like because I don't like beef, the Chick-fil-A in North Carolina... So much better than the Chick-fil-A in Utah. Those Southern folks, they know how Maybe to do chicken. Maybe
1: that's why the vote for... Oh, that's probably why more people here would vote for in and out but more people in the South, in the South vote for Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Well, yeah. then again, they don't really have In-N-Out, so... What are the odds that I go get Chick-fil-A after this? <laughs> <laughs> probably... Take a guess. <laughs> uh, like 99%? You are correct. <laughs> We are not sponsored, but Chick fil A we'd love a sponsor if you're listening. In and out too. Sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah. Like those places would ever sponsor a sleep
0: podcast. (laughs) You never know. We can dream. Yep. So oh speaking of (laughs) We can dream. Dreaming. Uh So how how was your week going
1: so far? It's only Tuesday, and I genuinely feel like it's Saturday night. Like I've been so busy and tired that how is it only Tuesday? how i mean how is it sunday already <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it's a good thing it, it's not sunday or we're in big trouble with the podcast yeah we are recording it as it's supposed to be being published <laughs> yeah yeah lips i'm just still dying from all this heat i loved that meme you posted on our instagram that was hilarious yeah that meme brings me joy sometimes at work i'm like oh, i'm stressed i need to go look at that meme
1: <laughs> and the skeleton's like well don't you worry here i am <laughs> So if you haven't seen that, or if you want to participate in stuff like our fun little poll today, go follow our social media accounts. They're yes. all dead to the world podcast. We'll reiterate that again at the end to be uh, re, uh, redundant. Yes. I was going to say reiterant.
0: <laughs> uh, same thing. Just, just I'm, I'm not sure that's word. a word. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I was just going to say this. He is killing me. I can tell I'm getting old. I sit around a lot at work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I was young, that didn't really matter. But now my stupid ankles swell up. Only when it's hot, though. She got kankles. I am (laughs) (sighs) Um,
1: Yesterday was my hubby's, Kyle's, birthday. Happy birthday, Kyle. Happy birthday, Kyle. Kyle. And anyone else whose birthday was on June 12th. July July 12th. (laughs) Well, what month are you in? Apparently June. She doesn't know. It was July 12th. All right, well, I guess we should get started. Are we ready? Are we ready to rumble? Hi, aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Hi. Aye, 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 Captain. Captain. Oh, Time for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's first? Apparently I am, because remember we argued about it? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> wow, that seems like so 10 minutes ago. <laughs>
0: it was? It was actually
1: five <laughs> minutes and 11 seconds
0: mm-hmm. ago. Yes, whoa, whoa. Uh,
1: I'm not logged into the right thing. Please hold. You do this every time. I know, but do it's you not know how to get ready. No, I'm just so involved in the moment that I don't just have my phone pulled up. Okay, gotcha.
0: Well, and you know, Lexi is like a very prompt person. So is she? It does make me. C- yes, I am. Yeah, she like freaks out. She's gonna be five minutes late. <laughs> I like, actually, freak out. I've cried before because I'm like two minutes late to something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she hated me because I do like to sleep. We've talked about that. And so when I was taking her to school in like junior high, she would literally come and be like, instead of me waking her up in the morning to get ready for school, she'd be waking me up and being like, okay, mom, we have 10 minutes and you need to drive me to school. Like, get your butt out of bed. And I would also tell her like 20 minutes before we actually needed to leave.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Caused my daughter stress. I'm sorry, Lexi. You're the cause of my adult anxiety crap just kidding <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> so this week um i guess we're talking about what just sleep crazy sleep stories correct crazy sleep stories i don't know if mine is necessarily crazy i don't know if
0: mine's definite definite defined defined as crazy either i think it's just really it was just any sleep story just pick a sleep story that you find interesting Yeah, that's
1: a good way to put it. So my story is on the boy who holds the world record for staying awake the longest. Wow. And he stayed awake for 11 days and 25 minutes. What? Uh, I could never. So he was 17-year-old Randy Gardner, 17-year-old at the time. Gotcha. Not anymore. This was in 1964. (laughs) (laughs) But... Um. So basically what happened was his, so Randy Gardner he holds the record him and his friend Bruce McAllister needed to come up with an idea for a science fair project and that's how this all started. That's crazy. Much more ambitious than me. One time for a science project me and my friend were like let's see how long it takes to make chocolate melt in the microwave just because we wanted chocolate. I remember
0: that. <laughs> I remember that too. At least you weren't like Tasha who was like at you know, 11 o'clock the night before the science fair project was due. It's like, oh, hey, I have a science fair project due tomorrow. (laughs) They're supposed to take like months to do. (laughs) Yep. I'm the
1: procrastinator. All right. Well, Randy and his friend, um, they decided they wanted to beat the world record for staying awake, which at the time was held by a DJ in Honolulu who managed 260 hours, which is just under 11 days. And so they beat it by like, I don't know, a little bit. The both, and a little bit, both the, blah, blah, blah. just one of the boys. Okay, that was my question. So, they decided that their project would be on the effect of sleep deprivation on cognit- cognitive abilities like their performance on the basketball court because they played basketball. So, they flipped a coin on who would stay awake. <laughs> um, Bruce uh, won the coin toss, so he did not have to stay awake, and that's why it's Randy. Okay, gotcha. But their naive naivety, <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, they were naive. And I know it's naive naivety. Na- na- naivety? We're not going to say I it. Here we go again. trying to pronounce <laughs> words not, we don't know. We're not going to say it. They were naive in how they planned to observe the effects on Randy. Um, you know, they were young. And one of them, so Bruce, he had to stay awake to monitor him for the science project. So, really, they both kind of had to stay awake. And after three nights of not sleeping, Bruce woke up all like leaned up against the side of the wall and realized he was taking his notes on the wall and not on the paper (laughs) (laughs) and they soon realized that they needed to get a third person involved Mm -hmm. so they got one of their other friends to come on in and join them and that was joe marciano joe marciano sounds right Mm -hmm. so he helped them out and then um william Dement from stanford university he heard about their experiment in the san diego newspaper so like their experiment was getting a lot of attention and so this guy at the university he said that <laughs> he <laughs> he did what he got involved <laughs> and at the time he was like most likely the only person on the planet who had actually been doing sleep research That's what this article said that's cool so Do you going to leave it? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty Do new we well, back in it? the 60s. Yeah. So Randy's parents were actually super happy that he got involved because they were really worried that it obviously might be harmful to Randy's health to try to stay awake for that long, especially because at the time, the question of whether or not you will die if you go long enough without sleep was still unanswered. Good point. So this article also included this as much as I hate to include it, but it's just the facts. Um, experiments on animals have been done in the past to test the effects of not sleeping and death, basically. So, some cats died after 15 (gasps) days of not sleeping.
0: Oh, that's so sad. I know.
1: And although they say these tests, um, they could be inaccurate because they were using chemicals and stuff, like stimulants, to keep the cats awake. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, like, they could have died because of that and not necessarily the lack of sleep. I'm no longer in this podcast. I know. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Let's probably not do that. To animals do we need to know how bad it will be if you don't sleep like just just sleep good point just do it yeah <laughs> so relating that to randy he had had like consumed some coke like the soda but obviously he didn't have any drugs or stimulants so that wasn't going to be a factor in their experiment but by the time that william william demet arrived a few days into the experiment randy was super upbeat and he didn't seem like impaired at all And as the days went on, the experiments did um, throw some unexpected results. So they said that they tested, like, his sense of taste and smell and hearing. And after a while, those senses were definitely affected. There was, like, stuff that normally people say smells good that he would ask them not to make him smell because it smelled bad. So definitely his senses were getting a little messed up. Okay, so... Back to what they were originally testing, which was their performance with basketball, it actually got better. Really? Yeah. That's a surprise. <laughs> and they said like he was physically very fit already, so the way that they got him going to like keep him awake was by playing basketball or taking him bowling and doing physical activities like that. Um, but if he closed his eyes, he would immediately fall asleep. And obviously the nighttime was a lot harder because there was nothing to do and they had a really hard time keeping him awake. And then as all this was happening, attention from the media began to gain momentum. And for a brief time, the boys experiment became the third most written story in the American national press. Wow. that's amazing! at the time, the top story was the assassination of John F. Kennedy. The second story was a visit by the Beatles. And the third story was them doing their experiment.
0: Man, (laughs) they they got famous. High up
1: there. Uh, They were super serious about it, and they pushed through. And eventually, after 264 hours of no sleep, the world record was broken and the experiment was over. So, I don't know. I think it's crazy. Two 17-year-old high school boys literally broke the record just because one day they were
0: like, yeah, let's do that. (laughs) Well, and what's crazy is, has it been broken since? Do you know? I'll get into that. Okay. So, rather than just curling up into his own bed and going
1: to sleep, Randy was taken to a naval hospital where his brain waves were monitored. And um, his friend Bruce, um, what I'm about to say is like what he described as what was happening. So he sleeps for 14 hours. We're not surprised. And he wakes up because he needs to go to the bathroom. His first night was mostly REM state sleep. And basically, he just said his REM state sleep skyrocketed. And the next night, it dropped in percentage points until finally, days later, it just returned to normal. So his body took a couple of days of REM sleep to catch up, but then he just went right back to normal. Um, And then... The next day after his sleep finally went back to normal, he just got up and went to school. Like nothing happened. Wow! (laughs) So Randy's results from the hospital were sent off to Arizona to be studied. Um, Bruce said that the results conducted that his brain had been catnapping the entire time. So like we've like said before, parts of his brain were asleep while the other parts were awake, which is the reason, you know, it was possible. So it says for him, it makes sense that the context of... It makes sense in the context of human evolution. He wasn't the first human being or pre-human being to have to stay awake for more than one night. And the human brain might evolve so that it could catnap. Parts of it could catnap and restore while other parts were awake. It made total sense. That would explain why
0: worse things didn't happen. Yeah, no, that's true. You, the body goes into survival mode and mm-hmm. can do with some very amazing things.
1: And then they've said a number of people have tried to break his record for the longest time anyone has stayed awake. But the Guinness Book of World Records has stopped certifying attempts because it's dangerous. Oh, okay. So basically, maybe someone has broken it, but they're not recording it because they don't want to promote it. Yeah, yeah. they don't want people Ooh, to keep trying. So no
0: one's going to break his record, really. Yeah. That's a pretty cool status to keep.
1: Randy seemed to show no ill effects from his 11 days awake, although later in his life he reported suffering from years of unbearable insomnia. And at a press conference outside of his parents' home after the experiment, he, the teenagers fielded questions from a huge crowd. And the boys who hadn't slept for 11 days somehow managed to be philosophical about the endeavor. And they said, it's just mind over matter. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's crazy. just mind over matter. Just so
0: casual after staying awake for 264 hours. They're like,
1: oh, it was as easy as eating
0: pie. I know. What was it like eight years ago or something? Dad and I decided to stay up all night long to go like Black Friday shopping Mm. and I thought it was going to be fun and then about four o'clock I didn't think it was very fun anymore. Yeah. Once we went shopping I was fine but then I think I crashed for a very very long time. I I need my beauty sleep. That's just all there is to it.
1: Staying up really late, like trying to stay up really late makes my stomach hurt. Like I think it just messes with my
0: body's bodily functions. (laughs) It's like you're supposed to rest right now so I can digest. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess maybe I shouldn't mention this because I don't really know much about it, but I had a chiropractor tell me once that the reason why when I had gallstones, I would get the pain, it was like two or three in the morning, I'd wake up with like, it felt like somebody was pouring acid on my side. Mm-hmm. And she said it's because your body organs like... um, What's the word I'm trying to think of? They like cycle at a certain time or kind of like reset. So it's like at that time of night, the liver is like kind of cleaning itself out. And so that's why it was like hurting at that time of day more than any other time. You mean time of night? (laughs) Yes, time of night. Thank you for that correction. I
1: used to think that when you fall asleep, your organs literally stopped working, which like... Once I got older, I realized that's ridiculous. You would die. But I remember when I would have stomach aches when I was young, I'd be like, oh, I just need to go to sleep because then my stomach will stop working and it won't hurt anymore. (laughs) Well, that's all my story. All right. That's all. Well, that was interesting. It was interesting. Kind of cool that no one can technically, on paper, beat his record. Although I'd be so mad if I was the other guy. I mean, they said he was a DJ, so maybe he was just partying, partying hard. all night long and that's why he stayed up so late but if i held the record at like 260 hours and then someone beat it by like four hours i'd be like oh.
0: really it's like i don't want to do that again yeah to get those extra four or five hours and i guess at that point you just have to let it go let it go
1: all right tosh do you want to go next sure sure you're really quiet today tosh yeah. i'm tired. Well, don't be grumpy. I didn't get very good sleep last night. I woke up at five in the morning and I'm still here and chipper as ever. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll be more chipper for you. Thank, Thank you. you. You're
0: welcome. It was so well. We work.
1: People are going to get sick of us singing. We got to stop.
0: No, I think they like the show tunes. It's Disney. We're, but so. we're not
1: good at singing, is the problem. But it's just little blips. It's all good. It's right. little
0: blips. Blipp, blip, blip. It makes me laugh. I think it makes dad laugh. So that's all that it matters. matters.
1: <laughs> I just got to please my parents and I'm good to go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my,
1: what are we calling it? Story? Sleep story that interested me <laughs> um, is, of course, for those who don't know me, about the Titanic. Oh, that's not a surprise. One time we took Tosh to the Titanic Museum and she was so excited. I'm amazed I didn't cry. You know, she cried when we got her tickets to Disney on Ice for her birthday once when she was turning 23. <laughs> Was it turning 23? I don't know. I just took a wild guess.
0: I think it was 23. Well, anyways, that ti- ti- little bit. the Titanic Museum was amazing, though. If you're ever in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, thank you, go see the Titanic Museum. It was really good. And unfortunately, though, we were rushed through it. We were, because we were going to the Hatfield and McCoy show, show right after, and I think I scheduled like two hours for the museum, and it wasn't enough. We should have gone longer.
1: But anyways, on to my story. Okay, here we go. And by the way, I got my information or like my story information from nationalpost.com. Let me just insert. I got my information from BBC Future. Not sure what the difference is, but <laughs> you can look that up if you want to know. <laughs> here we go. Welcome to story time. Welcome by to story time. 1,500 people all plunged into the water... <laughs> Like at what dark fast <laughs> well maybe i'm a little sad because my story well <laughs> now she's saying the story is dark it like escalated quickly like all of a sudden you're like yay let's go 1500 people
0: <laughs> like, oh wow just continue you're good tosh you don't need to back it up one survivor
1: is <laughs> there really only one survivor no <laughs> lex think about it i've literally seen the movie okay 1,500 people all plunged at once into water. One survivor, Frank Goldsmith, was never again able to attend a baseball game because the roar of the crowd reminded him of the whales that night. That's sad. I know. That is sad. I know. Very sad. Those drifting in the lifeboats on a moonless night would have assumed that the rest of the Titanic passengers and crew would also be safely evacuated. It was only when the ship took its final plunge, just after 2 a.m., that they realized they were witnessing the greatest disaster yet seen. This is sad. Through the horror, one solitary person that night, however, did not bother to wake up. Six-year-old Douglas Spedden would have remembered he peace- peacefully went to sleep in his first-class stateroom on the Titanic and woke up at dawn in a nine-meter-long lifeboat bobbing in the middle of the North Atlantic. Around Douglas were 37 shivering survivors. The occupants of the lifeboat included newly widowed wives and crew members who would be the only members of their shifts to survive. One of the crew members named Thomas Myers' job had been to stroke Titanic's coal fires before he miraculously (laughs) scored... It's stoke. What? You said stroke. (laughs) Oh. Stroke. (laughs) Stroke. I wondered why it sounded weird. Inappropriate. (laughs) He really likes coal. (laughs)
0: He thought he burns his hands a (laughs) lot.
1: We're not that kind of podcast. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay, so I'm sorry. He stoked the Titanic's coal fires before he miraculously scored a spot on the lifeboat. (laughs) It's not funny. Just keep going, just keep going. Okay. Sixteen years after the disaster, his last words on his deathbed were, save the woman and the children. The boat's occupants spent the night rowing frantically around the Titanic to not be sucked down by the sinking vessel, and like the occupants of many other lifeboats, they would be haunted by their decision not to go back in search for
0: survivors. I think that'd be the hardest thing to live with is the fact that They should have gone back, but then they were afraid that they were going to get overtaken and the boats were going to tip over and then they were going to die. Yeah. So it's like... uh, Wait, so in real
1: life, did they not actually go back? Mm -mm. No. I think maybe
0: like one boat, one or two boats did, but most of them didn't. And what they didn't know, which is also the problem with the Titanic, they didn't educate people. It's like you could go and like put your boats together like tie them together, and then they could hold, like, twice as many people.
1: Oh, wow. I didn't know any
0: of this. Sorry. Continue.
1: Education. Connection. Get connected. For <laughs> <Where were> your <laughs> Most Titanic evacuees would have had no idea that virtually half the ocean liners in the North Atlantic were speeding towards their rescue. The conventional wisdom at the time was that casting off from the shipwreck in a lifeboat was to choose a slow death instead of a quick one.
0: Wait. Oh, so they were thinking that even if they got in the light boat, lifeboat, they might be left out to sea for so long that mm-hmm. they might not have got rescued in re- anyway? Right. At least that's what this article is say. That's interesting.
1: Right. But what I think is kind of interesting or what I thought was that it says that casting off from the shipwreck in a lifeboat was a choice of a slow death instead of a quick one. Now, when I read that back, I'm like, hmm, interesting because think of it in a sense of being saved but then living your whole life knowing that you watched that's like a slow death throughout your life rather than just dying then very philosophical right Ooh,
0: ah but like didn't the
1: people in the water like have a slow death because they just like froze no
0: because it was so cold they would have just fallen asleep real quick oh and died do you remember putting your hand in, like, the cold water at yeah. the museum? That, that was, was freezing. freezing. It was awful.
1: So how does this relate so to So all sleep? of that tragic, <laughs> right? Okay, I'm getting there. All that tragic stuff we're talking about. All of this blissfully unknown to the well-rested Douglas. When the first rays of dawn started to gleam off the looming field of icebergs surrounding them, Douglas turned to his nanny and said, Look, a beautiful North Pole, but no Santa Claus. As Douglas' mother Daisy would recount, we all couldn't refrain from smiling in spite of the tragedy of the situation. Two years after the sinking, his mother would present him a Christmas gift that she actually made a homemade book um, from the story of the sinking through Douglas' eyes with a companion of a teddy bear that he had on the ship, and she named that he named Polar. And so they named the book Polar. Hey, sorry to interrupt. Yes. But I think we need to clarify that, like, he slept through it and his mom and his nanny took him, like, saved him. Okay. Sorry. Let me clarify. He went to bed.
0: So, first class, first class people
1: went to bed, didn't wake up during the iceberg, like, the hit of the bow, all that such. He basically woke up on a lifeboat Gotcha. and okay. was like with oh, his look, nanny. Oh, look, a North Pole, but there's no Santa Claus. Oh, okay. So during all the craziness and everything, he doesn't remember any of that. That makes more he sense. Slept through it. He slept okay, through thank everything. You. You're welcome. So Daisy, his mother, drew the pictures, you know, of the covert portrait of Polar that she painted, and the functions were so surreal, and it was an account of how she would have portrayed what he took that night as. Mm-hmm. Even
0: though it was one of the worst nights of her life. Interesting. So So basically it's his point of view of just going to bed and then waking up to a ship that's sunk and you're just sitting out there waiting for rescue. I be- I mean I haven't read the book. Okay.
1: So I don't know the history of like when she wrote it and such. Um it went into a truck. Uh, excuse me. A trunk. <laughs> not a truck, a trunk that got shuffled in the relatives um Belongings and it ended up abandoned in a new york barn it was discovered by um lennington coleman in 1985 the same year that the wreck of titanic was actually found itself by explorer robert balliard
0: so that's kind of interesting
1: yeah that's cool and it was ultimately published as polar the titanic bear which has sold more than 600,000 copies and was
0: nominated for a Governor General's Award. That makes so much sense. Because I love ornaments, and every time we go on vacation, I purchase an ornament at the places. And I purchased a bear sitting on a little life um, ring, a lifesaver, as my ornament. It's a little bear, and it says polar, but I didn't know why. Yeah, Wow, this is educational to me i know what that ornament is now that's cool because i bought that at the titanic museum
1: yeah and then there was like a lot of pictures online showing like a picture of the polar bear and so yeah so the titanic bear the polar bear is like a symbol of this story of this boy who basically slept through this whole ordeal but yet it's like this big story i'll have to read it the gift shop in the titanic museum I put on a Titanic hat and I wanted to take a funny picture to send to my friend. And I realized after the fact that when I like put my phone in front of me to take the selfie, there was like an old guy standing right next to me. And like literally he's like looking like we took a picture together. It's really funny. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs)
0: That's cute. Selfie. Sorry. You mean a seasoned gentleman?
1: Well-rounded, well-experienced gentleman. Who clearly has good taste because (laughs) he was hanging hanging out with you. No, because he was at the Titanic Museum. Oh, oh, I thought you meant because he was taking a picture with you. That too. (laughs) And then in this story, he was, or in the Titanic, he was six years old. And then I didn't put it in here, but I want to say still like late teens or early teens, he ended up getting hit by a car and dying. So he didn't really live into like adult
0: adulthood. Oh my goodness. I I should have wrote that down, but. Is that like a Final Destination episode? (laughs) I don't know what that is. People always reference that. Final Destination. I haven't watched them, but it's basically like if you escaped death at a certain point, death is going to come after you. Right. Uh, Like you didn't like. You you missed it this time, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to get you. Yeah. We should post it Lexi just found the picture and showed it to us oh we will have to post I. that <laughs> it's one of those Instagram <laughs> oh I'm so wow, sorry microphone drop yeah it's got one of those big smiley mouth Instagram filters right Snapchat, Snapchat filters. oh excuse me Snapchat filters that was before inter- Instagram got their filters because don't they have filters like that now they do but they used to not yeah anyways that's my story you know, what's funny, at first I thought you were going to talk about people who chose to go to sleep instead of getting off the boat, but I realize they're dead. So there's probably not any record of who <laughs> chose to go to sleep and who just happened to drown in the water. That's a very good point. But don't they show in the movie that people just went to sleep? Yeah, but who knows if that's accurate or if not. There really is, In though. the
1: movie, there's a picture or a film, they show it the couple the older couple mm-hmm. that like cuddle in oh, bed yeah. oh. and decide to like just be together that was that was a real
0: couple i don't know their names off the top of my head but you can google them they were real individuals yeah. it's so scary cuz in the movie they show like the water getting up to their bed then luckily they don't cut back to them after that but that's so sad it the whole thing it's is so sad. sad it's just I don't know. I mean, we learn from our mistakes. They make lifeboats. You know, they make ships have lifeboats for everyone now and make you I mean, we went Dad and I went on a cruise and I swear it was felt like forever, but we had to put on our life vests and go up on deck and they walked us through like in an emergency what we were supposed to do and where we were supposed to go. So like the whole first probably hour or 2 on the ship was dealing with that.
1: Did you know that a lot of people think that there's like a conspiracy theory with the Titanic that The ship wasn't actually the Titanic. It was a different ship that they swapped the name because the Titanic actually wasn't going to be done in time.
0: And that's why it sunk.
1: I don't know if that's true. It's a conspiracy theory. I mean,
0: it could be. I know that they they couldn't get the iron or something that they normally would use, so they used a a less, uh, what am I trying to say, like precious, not precious. Quality. Correct, yeah. So it was of a... Like a fine... Yeah, it titanium. wasn't the yeah, it wasn't the right
1: <laughs> quality metal. of
0: ma- of materials, and so it had like a lot of bubbles and defects in it, and that was also part of why. And then I think the rudder wasn't big enough or something too, so it couldn't turn as sharply as it should have been able to. Oh, I have no idea. I just remember one time I watched a whole YouTube
1: video that was like the Olympian. Yeah, something or is but, that what it's called? I have no idea. But basically, they were like giving a bunch of, in quotations, evidence.
0: Of why it wasn't actually like the Titanic or something. That's interesting. I haven't seen that. But I mean, I, I think that's the first movie ever I actually went to the theater to watch like twice in a row while it was in the theater. I was pregnant with... Tasha that's why she likes it that's so probably much. why she loves it so much and I know Colby loves it too like he want really wanted to go to the museum when we were in Vegas and I remember we didn't have time to go to it Draw me or like we one didn't of have money
1: girls. <laughs> that's like probably more French what it was girls. that's what he wanted to see Just
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably he was a teenage boy <laughs> all right you guys so, yeah. ready for my information yep
1: it's not a story
0: it's kind it's of information. long but it's oh, sorry, oh, it's sorry so, mine with a story it's fascinating and Mom always has the long ones. Well, you don't mind. <laughs> so I got my information today. And so the main idea came from a Reddit um, under an alternative history page. Big surprise. So the uh, username was try9843. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> Try it. <laughs> and then I got additional information from webmd.com. Uh, Healthian.com, Dictionary.com, TheFreeDictionary.com, Wikipedia.com, and TheGuardian.com. Ooh, she went deep. I went all out. No, seriously, I found this so interesting. I I probably could have kept going, but I stopped after like five pages.
1: When I have to start writing research papers, I'm coming to you. How many pages?
0: I think five or six. I'm oh, not sure how oh, many. Oh, oh my! But it's big print because okay. my eyes are getting bad, okay, and I not my reading glasses. Okay.
1: <laughs> if you're a listener and you're listening, pause. Go get a snack. Go get a drink, and then come back for Mama Dawn's story. It's not that long. Oh, okay, five pages worth in like 14 font.
0: Okay. Oh. Also,
1: my story was like three pages. Mine was two. So that
0: gives you some context of
1: how long five pages
0: is. Yeah. So anyway. Nobody cares. They're like, get on with it. <laughs> in 2013, a, cow, a, a, cow, a, cow? a town <laughs> called Kalashi in Kazakhstan was struck by a mysterious sleeping disease. People experienced hallucinations, and then they fell asleep, often while driving, fishing, or eating. Staying asleep for several days on end, and then they would wake up, and they would have no memory of what happened. Weird. Medical and scientific tests failed to find a conclusive explanation. The so, end. it's still unsolved? The Just end. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a short five it is, pages. <laughs> it is still
1: unsolved. There's
0: like one word on each page. <laughs> <laughs> it began in 2013 as eight people were struck with the sleeping disease following a local spring festival. All eight took ill over the course of a weekend, and soon after the sickness started to spread, in the coming weeks, 130 people. We're sick, and that Kalashi is a small town. So that was a quarter of the population—the 130 people. Where is this place? In Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan is near Russia. Yeah, like, like Kazakhstan. I was going. I was getting. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I do talk about where it's at oh, okay. just a little bit later because I did not know either. Sorry. So you're patient. fine. All right. So a quarter of the population of of Kalashi would fall sick to the mysterious illness. Everyone would share the same symptoms. First, while still awake, they would seem like they were drunk, slurring their words and having blurred vision, difficulty keeping balance, and then some would hallucinate, and then they'd fall asleep, sometimes for days or even a week. Sometimes their families could wake them up long enough to feed them, but then they would quickly go back to sleep after eating. Weird. When they did wake up, they would sometimes act in a strange, emotional, or aggressive manner. And eventually the mysterious illness or news of it spread out uh, to the capital city. And so scientists and government officials came from the capital to the village to investigate. But all they found out was that everyone who suffered from the sleeping disease had some abnormal brain function with no apparent cause. There seemed to be no pattern. Sometimes people in the same area would fall sick. And, um, other times, sickness would spread around the city. So it was they couldn't figure out how people were getting it and how they were because uh, it wasn't like it was all the same household or whatnot. It would spread all over the city. And um, some of the sufferers would have very strong hallucinations before they fell asleep. Others wouldn't. Some were diagnosed with brain swelling of an unknown cause, and many people feel ill more than once. So eventually, the government started to relocate people away from the village, and around that same time, the illness disappeared. So by 2016, roughly three years after the first wave of the disease, it had mostly disappeared. But people kept leaving the city, and so by 2020, only a quarter of the original city of the uh, 2013 population still lived there do they have the disease? No. Weird. Well, I shouldn't say no. They. It's not something that can... Uh, I take that back. Because I'm going to tell a story later about somebody who did get the disease and still lives there. So, yes, maybe they do have the disease. I guess we'll find out. Um, so there's four possible theories that scientists and the government officials came up with. Uh, the first was that they explored a very real and very dangerous uh, sickness called sleeping sickness, which is caused by the tsetse fly that transmits the African trypanosomosis. The tsetse fly. The tsetse fly. The tsetse fly. So that they spread this uh, trypanosomosis. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, yeah. I can't help but think of Lexi's.
1: My fly. Uh, This is the fly coming to get you. uh, uh,
0: uh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This isn't kind of funny, though, because the disease is found in 36 sub-Saharan countries and in the infection is usually confined to a rural area and therefore, most likely affects those planning to visit farms and game reserves. So the, fever, uh, the symptoms are fever, severe headaches, irritability, extreme fatigue, swollen, swollen lymph nodes, and aching muscles and joints are common symptoms of the sleeping sickness. I think mm. I have it. <laughs> I think I have it. This is not funny. Some people develop a skin rash. Progressive confusion, personality changes, slurred speech, seizures, seizures and difficulty walking, Caesar salad. and talking, which is happening to me right now, <laughs> occur when infection has invaded the central nervous system. This sleeping sickness causes thousands of deaths each year. However, since the tsetse fly is only found in sub-Saharan climates, which would be Africa, mm-hmm. it is very unlikely that this would have made its way to Kazakhstan. So for those of you like me who have no idea where Kazakhstan is, see, this is where I was getting to the part where I Ah, looked it up. I was impatient. It is mainly located in Central Asia with a smaller portion west of the Ural River in Eastern Europe. It shares borders with Russia in the north and China to the east. So nowhere near Africa. So basically they're saying it's most likely not that fly that's causing it. Yeah, it's a completely different climate all the detailed exams of the six six villagers no sick villagers did not show any evidence of parasites okay. so there's no way it could be this tsetse fly from eastern africa so um death and if it's not treated like if this sleep sickness is not treated death will occur within several weeks or months and as far as i could research Uh, Nobody from this sleeping disease in this little town of Kawashi ever died from the disease. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, that also goes to show that it couldn't have been this tsetse fly. Gotcha. So, um, the next thing that they came up with in 2015... The Kazakhstan government announced the official results of their investigation and determined that the sickness was caused by elevated radon levels and carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide, um, if you don't know already, is a poisoning that occurs when carbon monoxide builds up in your bloodstream. So when too much carbon monoxide is in your system, your body cannot get any oxygen, basically, and it causes tissue damage and can cause death. So it's a colorless, odorless, tasteless gas. That So you don't even know when you're around it. Which so is, they were getting that gas? Just wait. Maybe they, Maybe they weren't. Okay, sorry. I'll stop interrupting. That would be a good idea. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Sorry. So, um, so this, you know, where would it have been coming from? Well, there were uranium mines in that town or near the town that had been used during the Soviet era in that area. And so... They thought possibly it could have been from these uranium mines, that there may have been like this carbon monoxide leakage to the city. Okay. So, but the carbon monoxide symptoms are dull headache, weakness, dizziness, nausea or vomiting, shortness of breath, confusion, blurred vision, and loss of consciousness. So, some things that were similar to the sleeping disease that they were having and some things not so much, like the shortness of breath or the nausea and vomiting. mm and um, so the mine that they were talking about, they closed in 1990. And even though the like government came out and said, oh, yeah, we think this is what's causing the problem. Um, mine, mine, mine experts, so experts about the uranium mines or mines in general, are saying, no, there's no way that carbon monoxide could like, Go out into the air from the mine and make it all the way to the city at a concentration that would still cause somebody to get poisoning from it. And then the other thing is there were still families that lived near the mine. So even though most of the uh, houses near the the mine had like just fallen apart from not being lived in, there were some people that still lived there and none of those people got sick. So definitely not that. So that was ruled out. Yeah. In uh, 2018, a scientist from Nazarene University in Kazakhstan reached uh, the mystery or researched the mystery for several years and he came up with a new theory. So his theory was focused on water. So there um, was a salesman at the time who had a underground pump and he would pump up drinking water and sell it to all the people in the city of Kolashi. So everybody got their drinking water from the same source. So they thought, oh, it must be water you know, some kind of chemical poisoning in the water. And they pointed to the mine again and said, oh, well, they probably had, you know, chemical waste down there that they sealed in, and it was leaking into the groundwater. So the symptoms of chemical waste poisoning, though, are burning of the lips, serious throat pain, vomiting, nausea, dizziness, slurred speech, convulsions, unconsciousness, strange behavior behavior and difficulty breathing, stomach cramps and burning that's usually very severe and unexplainable. So not really checking off the boxes for the sleeping sickness. So I'm not sure why he really thought that that was the problem. And even though it's an interesting theory, it absolutely had no evidence to back it up as there were no uh, chemicals found in any of the sick people's blood. So um, so that was also
1: ruled out. I know that you said it's unlike solved or whatever. But can I propose a theory? Sure. For some reason I keep thinking about I don't know where it is, but you know there's that place somewhere that you can go that the gravity's all off and stuff like that. Oh, like the Black Hills we went to that place. Yeah. Like that house that house that things are all weird. Like I wonder if it's like something weird like that that they don't know about that's like m- making them weird.
0: I don't know, that's very weird. On my way to Wait, where Cass- that stand. <laughs> to do what? some research. Where's that place? Oh, the Black Hills place. Yeah. The Cosmos in South Dakota. South Dakota. In (laughs) Keystone. What's it called? The place. The Cosmos. The Cosmos. Anyone who's interested, go check it out. It's cool. Yeah. So if you're near Mount Rushmore, don't leave without going to the Cosmos because it'll blow your mind. So someday they'll discover that it is something like that, and we have it on record
1: here that I called it. Good job, Lexi. Thank you.
0: Or finally... (laughs) Because there was never a medical explanation for any of the villagers that showed anything physically wrong with them. So, and I, I find I think that was a funny statement in this. That there was nothing physically wrong with them when they said earlier that they had some abnormal brain mm. stuff going on. And I think somewhere I read some brain swelling. But I guess what they're trying to say here is they tested them and they could never find what was causing that swelling. So gotcha. there, even though there was something happening, they couldn't find the cause. So they finally settled on the theory of MPI, which is mass psychogenic illness or mass hysteria. So this condition affects a group of persons characterized by excitement or anxiety, irrational behavior or beliefs, or inexplicable symptoms of illness. So if you guys have been listening to other podcasts, you may have heard about the Dancing Plague of 1518. I know I had. On something. You just assume everyone Every, listens yeah. to podcasts about play? Nope. <laughs> well, if you're listening to this podcast, you might listen to other podcasts that are really good. And I listen to really good podcasts and I learned this there. Uh, anyway, there was an entire city in France that danced hysterically for several days on end. I actually have heard of that yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. From a podcast. <laughs> I, have not. I take it back. <laughs> and in that, actually, some people died. They literally danced to death. They didn't stop, they didn't eat, they, didn't, they just basically just danced until they fell over dead dance, 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 dance until you die hocus pocus let's have a moment of silence for hocus pocus okay we can continue <laughs> <laughs> um a lot of this idea has been strengthened because the sleeping disease began to disappear after the relocation started so when they couldn't figure out what was wrong and these people just kept coming down with the disease and i'm not sure if i mentioned it on here yet already but sometimes they would get it more than once Yeah, you did. It's okay. So, you know, all this was going on. They couldn't figure out the cause of it. So the government came in and said, hey, how about, you know, you relocate to someplace else. So once they started relocating, um, it started to disappear. So since other uh, theories fell through, the mass hysteria seems to be the most likely logical cause. And until someone ventures into the uranium mines and finds out, you know, what might be in there that could be, causing something different this is the theory that i guess they're going with aliens are living in the uranium mines and testing on them so um in when i was reading through all the information on this though i did found uh, i find a really good interview of a resident of kalashi his name is victor kazachenko i'm just going to call him victor So he talks about his experience with the disease. Uh, So one day last summer, Victor set off across the steep uh, from his village into northern Kazakhstan. He was driving to the nearest town to run some errands, but he never arrived. He said, my brain just switched off. That's it. I don't remember. Victor had been hit uh, by the so-called sleeping sickness. That is plagued Kalashi at the remote village that's about 300 miles away from the county's capital of Astana. While he was driving? Yes, while he was driving. The mysterious illness has sent residents into comas, sometimes lasting days on end. I was going to town on the 28th of August, says Victor, who still is disoriented by the experience, and I came around on September 2nd. I understood upon waking up in the hospital that I'd fallen asleep. Victor blacked out while driving a motorcycle with his wife riding with him. He said it's good that it wasn't the foreign vehicle, and he gestures to his car standing outside his cottage. That's fast. A motorbike isn't as fast. He didn't complain about any other injuries as a result of the sudden sleep. So, I mean, obviously they wrecked, but it appears that both of them were okay. The motorcycle incident was his second journey into the land of Nod. The first time I slept for three days, Victor says. He maintains a sense. Oh, he said that laughing. So he's trying to maintain his sense of humor through the predicament, but it had serious health implications for him. He said, after the slumber, my blood pressure started going up for no reason. Headaches. And then he said, that's not the word. For six weeks, I didn't know where to put myself. It strongly affects my mentality. I'm very on edge. So like I mentioned, the local government had started moving people out of Kalashia to prevent future exposure since they didn't know what was causing it. And they said it was a voluntary resettlement. So the villagers weren't forced to move Mm -hmm. out. Um, When it comes to resettlement, Victor is resistant. He says, I'm not going anywhere. Why should I? I've been here for 40 years and I'm going to die here. His wife, Raja, who nursed him through the two bouts of the sleeping sickness is also defiant. She says, I've lived in this house for 20 years. I've lived on this street for 60 years. Now, where will they send me? What's waiting for me there? So she didn't like the idea of the unknown. So she's like, no, we're going to stay here.
1: But she's okay with the idea of an unknown. I guess. Her name's Raja. Raja. Just reminds me of the tiger in Aladdin. Oh, yeah. Jasmine's tiger.
0: So I have to admit, though, I hate the idea of the mass hysteria, you know, causing all these people to inexplicably get sick. Like, I hate the idea that a mental illness can cause like that kind of panic. Like, that just seems silly that one person getting sick and then somebody else being worried about it would give them the same sickness. So I personally don't buy that so much. But I'm just thinking that there must be just something in the air or something going on like there. a weird phenomenon in the land or something. Mm-hmm. And I agree. It, but like certain people have something that it affects. Yeah. And it sounds like it, it doesn't sound like it's gone outside of this little town of Kalashi. Yeah. Pada that's also. why I feel like, but if they've like tested
1: water and stuff like that, and it can't be the mine.
0: I agree with Lux. It's like an Indian burial ground curse thing. Oh, who knows? Could be. Well, and I did read somewhere. I didn't put it in here, but they, like they did test some homes for the carbon monoxide and it was higher in their homes than maybe other places, but not enough to actually like cause them. Yeah. Well, also, can you just imagine all of a sudden you wake up and you've missed
1: like three days of work and you don't know what's going on? That'd be the best ever. No, I'd be Missing three days of work?
0: Well, and it sounds like... You lose your
1: job. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it sounds like he didn't get tired. Like he wasn't it seems like he probably wasn't feeling tired or he probably he would driving. have been on the motorbike in the first place. Yeah, right. So it was like all of a sudden just drive it along and just bam, go. you're asleep. Where bam. did he wake up at? Um, he woke up in the hospital. Oh, okay. So they crashed and I'm gotcha. sure his wife called, you know, mm-hmm. emergency services and so he woke up in the hospital. Yeah, that's so weird. But then, you know, he's, he's not feeling normal. He has really bad headaches and is just on edge. Or it's some other kind of like teeny tiny microscopic bug that they've never found. Could be. But it seems to be concentrated in that area. So anyway, I just thought that was really cool. Like a whole sleeping town, basically. Yeah, that is very interesting.
1: Your stories were good. Well, your story was good. I just feel like it wasn't very sleep related. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. I knew. Yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah. I I was just saying that like I knew mom was doing that story because she had told us like you know we tell each other what we're talking about so we don't accidentally do the same thing so I was trying to find something similar and there's like nothing else that's even similar to that and then I saw that they some like articles were referring to that sleep disease as sleep hollow and in my mind I was like oh my gosh is that where sleepy hollow came from or something I don't know or maybe it was named after Sleepy Hollow or something like that. So I spent a really long time um, watching Disney's version of the headless <laughs> horse and called it research. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, it was just because you want it to be fall. So you're getting on your Halloween vibe. I am, um, but that made it feel like it was allowed. Like, normally I'd be like, I can't do stuff like that Yeah, I have to wait. But no, I was like, it's podcast research. What if they say something in this cartoon that references the sleep disease? Did Which watch, I knew wasn't going to Did gonna you happen. watch that on Disney Plus? Is it on Disney Plus? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Oh, I just was like looking for it on like YouTube, YouTube? and
0: stuff. I think it's on Disney Plus. Okay, well, well now I'm on my way. <laughs> well, I'm curious if other people are out there like me because I love holiday movies, but sometimes I enjoy them more when I watch them when it's not actually the holiday so like if I were to watch like some Halloween stuff right now, I enjoy it more than the month that there's so much Halloween stuff going on. Can't maybe relate. I feel like yeah, it's I can't overload. Relate. And then like same for Christmas. Like mm. I like to watch Christmas movies like like maybe in November more than actually like right before Christmas.
1: It's just you all on your own on that one. Yeah,
0: Christmas movies like when I'm not in the vibe of Christmas like just annoy me. Same. Yeah. So you're not into like the Hallmark movie channel and all their Christmas all year long. No. No.
1: Or like right now. Because I work in like the fashion industry, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what it you is. Do. <laughs> Everybody does the whole Christmas in July thing, and I think it's like a tactic to be able to sell like their old leftover Christmas inventory or something. I don't know. It's really weird. Or get a jumpstart on it. But I'm like, who? I mean, obviously who? it's big enough that they do it, so people are buying it. But I'm like, who's buying Christmas stuff in July?
0: Please tell me. <laughs> mom, Ma- mom, <laughs> raises her hand. That would be me. Yeah. Weird. As soon as well. I mean, it's not, I don't think about it as much now that, you know, you guys are out of the house and I'm not required to buy you as many gifts as I used to. <laughs> well, although they're probably more expensive gifts nowadays, <laughs> yeah. but, but no, I used to start early When you know, when you're struggling with kids and trying to make ends meet, start Christmas shopping in July, just so you have more time to get stuff.
1: I guess that's true. Also, here's a friendly reminder to start making your christmas list now so that when people ask you in a couple months what you want for christmas you have a couple of ideas going
0: so that would be for me because i never have ideas for you guys or what no No, that's actually for dad they were
1: eyeing she was eyeing at me because i never have a list ready why doesn't it
0: in general (laughs) also but
1: mom like will tell us what she wants for christmas and then like a week later she bought it for herself yeah it's so annoying don't do that okay like I go through all this work to get you the gift you want. And then I come over and you're like, look at my new shoes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I just bought you those shoes. I don't have to take them back. Well, the problem
0: is, is when I'm out shopping, then I see a good sell on stay something home. I need.
1: Yeah, stay home. Yeah. Did COVID teach you
0: nothing? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we should probably wrap this up. So I did want to give a big shout out to our international listeners We are now, including the USA, in 11 countries. Dang. Wow. Very exciting. So we're getting out there, which is really fun. So thank you for listening and sharing. And then we are stuck, though, at 13 states left in the U.S. to have a listener in each state. So I wanted to share each one of those 13 states. So if you were in that state and listening, thank you so much and if you have friends or family in any of these states please share with them and just say pretty please just listen to at least one episode to help out my friends at Dutch the World podcast and those states are arkansas arkansas alaska alaska connecticut connecticut delaware indiana maine mississippi mississippi <laughs> new hampshire north dakota oklahoma south dakota west virginia and wyoming which is crazy why we don't have Wyoming. I mean, we live in Utah, which is very near Wyoming, but I quite literally only know one person there. Does anyone live in Wyoming? <laughs> I'm sure people do. i just kidding. So I'm sorry, Wyoming listener, when you finally listen to this.
1: All right. Well, some other good news to end the episode. We made a Facebook group. so Ooh. you can request to join. We'll make you answer a couple of little questions to make sure you know what you're joining. We don't want random people who don't even know who we are to be in our Facebook group. Yeah, you got to know the real stuff. Yeah. They're easy questions, I promise.
0: Well, and the biggest thing, too, is we want to make it a really, like, safe space where you can share stories and photos of your pets and, you know, support each each other other. with whatever you want. Yep. So, you can find that just by searching in the
1: group section of Facebook, Dead to the World podcast. and. I'm sure we will approve you somewhat quickly. And if you can't find it, look harder. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say. If you can't find it, I'm sure you can message us on our Instagram or our Facebook and we can send you the link invite to it. Yes. We if can you do that really, as well.
0: really can't find it. True. Or and Lexi could even just post the link.
1: Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We're just giving you more work. Um and if you like, you know, want to interact with some really cool people. Us three. That's where you can
0: interact with us. Yeah. Very true. So, also.
1: <laughs> Someone else say something.
0: <laughs> you know, I would really, really, really love to do another naptime episode. So, please, if you're listening, which you are or you're not hearing me say this, please send us uh, your stories to podcast at com. Pretty please.
1: Pretty please. And then we would love for you to rate and review us. Reviews are very, very important um to encourage you to write and review us. If you write us a cute little written review, we just might share it. We just might, and I think Lexi has one. She's going to share. I do. I also posted it on Instagram to highlight them. But this week's reviewer is D. Kristen nine one one. Thanks, D. Kristen nine one one. Also, the number you can call if you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> she gave us a five star rating, so thank you. And she said, Loving this podcast. You guys are so fun to listen to, and I'm addicted already. Can't wait for more each week. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you.
0: That's a round of applause
1: for ourselves and Kristen. Kristen. Thank you very much. It helps us. We appreciate you. What else? What, what else? what else do we need to say? What else? What else? What else? I think <laughs> we else? got it. Was we that got everything. It? Did we list off our social medias? Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. TikTok. TikTok. Dead to the World Podcast. Facebook Group. Yes, Facebook Group. Dead to the World
0: Podcast. Dead to the World Podcast. Group. Dead to the World Podcast. Very good. So join us next week to find out what happens when we are dead, dead to, to the world. world.